Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Today, we're kicking off a new series through the book of Ruth. Um, not really a fancy title for the series other than the book of Ruth. That's what we're reading together. That's what we're studying. Um, and so as we head into Ruth chapter one, I just want to ask you this question. Have you ever clung to something or someone before? Now, when I say clung, I mean like white knuckle death grip, like you are holding on for dear life. Every time I say that, I think of this one instance in my life. Um, my sister and I had driven up to Acadia National Park in Maine. If you haven't been there, go. It's incredibly beautiful. Uh, and they have these two different hikes. Um, we did the easier one because we were both kind of terrified of heights. Um, but it's kind of climb up the side of a mountain. And so it's like 650 feet. And there are parts where you literally climb up the mountain by holding on to these metal rungs and almost like a ladder just climbing up the side of the mountain. I'm terrified of heights and let me tell you, I hung on to those bars so tightly, um, I, unlike anything that I ever have in my entire life. Again, the word cling means to hold tightly to, to not let go. Uh, and again, today we're starting off a series about Ruth and the, and the life of Ruth. Um, and so that word is incredibly important to the passage that we're studying today. Before we get into Ruth, just some context so you understand a little bit of what's happening during the series leading into what we're about to read. So this account, the book of Ruth, is the closing days of the judges. The judges were a 400 year period of generational oppression when the Israelites were not ruled by kings. Um, they no longer wanted kings, and so the judges came in to kind of try and uphold the laws. But the days of the judges were considered dark days for Israel because the, the period was characterized by this phrase that everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Again, imagine everyone doing what's right in their own head. That's kind of a, a bit of a scary place to be. The, the, and so the characters of the stories are Elimelech and Naomi. They're married. And then they have two sons, Malon and Killian. Um, and then so they, Malon and Killian marry Orpah and Ruth. And so Orpah and Ruth are the daughter-in-laws in the story. You may recognize the name Ruth from the title of the book. She's important. Pay attention to her. So the plot. Times get tough in Israel due to famine. And so Elimelech says, let's go to Moab, and because we know that there is food there. An important note about that, Moab was a pagan land. They had different gods than Israel, and so in a sense, going there, even though life was easier, was disobedient to what God had called them to do. It was a long journey, um, it was a hard journey, but they decided that it was worth it. Again, an interesting note about the famine in Israel is that God promised there would be plenty in Israel if the people were obedient. So the fact that there was a famine shows uh, that the nation of Israel was being disobedient towards God at that time. Once they get to Moab, Elimelech dies and Naomi is with her two sons. The first tragedy strikes. Again, her two sons, Mary, Orpah, and Ruth. Um, again, this is another step of disobedience towards God. Her sons 
um, marry someone from a different nation with different belief system. And so you begin to see a little bit of a pattern of disobedience here. About 10 years later, both Malin and Killian die. And so now it's just Ruth with her two daughter-in-laws, Orpa and Ruth. And we see our first tension of the story. Naomi left Israel with the intentions that by, by leaving famine, leaving the hardship that she was in, going to Moab would make life better, easier. But the change of scenery didn't make these things happen. And see, sometimes we think when we move away from our problems, uh, if we run away from them, that they'll disappear. If we get a fresh start, if we go somewhere new, that we'll kind of leave them in the past. But often we bring them with us. See, no matter where you go, you bring yourself with you. And a lot of times we are the root of a lot of the issues that are in our lives. It's often easy to think that changing the exterior things makes life better, but we know with following Jesus, it's the heart, it's the interior things that matter. At some point, what's in our heart is going to come out again. So now Naomi is um, a childless widow. She's among the lowest, most disadvantaged class in the ancient world. On top of it, she has no family. she has no one to take care of her. Um, she wanted to, to be part of the good things that God was doing, however, so she thinks, let me go back to Israel. Staying in Moab, I'm reliant on other people supporting me and taking care of me, but since I have no family here, it's kind of putting me in a bad spot. Um, and so again, Naomi thinks, let me go home. Let me go back to family. Let me go back to the people that I know. Let me go back to, to God and in a sense and be obedient in that way and so she tells her daughter-in-laws we're gonna I'm gonna go back home and she tells them find new husbands since I can't provide one for you Um, again law at that time says that since Naomi's sons died it was her responsibility to provide new sons um, for her daughter-in-laws to be able to marry and have kids and continue the family legacy on but Ruth also knows that that is impossible, at, or Naomi knows that that is impossible at the elder stage of her life. And so we pick up the story here. It's her blessing them, saying, go back home, find someone else, forget about me. We read this. It says, no, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters. Return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible, and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. Again, Naomi is referencing the law at the time here. She would need to provide sons, but just realistically saying, I can't do this no hard feelings, just go back to your family. I've been disobedient to God, and because of that, I'm where I'm at. Um, And so kind of just leave me in my disobedience, and you go home and continue to live your life. See, this is a key moment for Naomi. She returns to God in repentance. She knew that the answer was drawing closer to him, not going further from him. She had run enough at this point in her life. 
for her it was time to turn back to God. And, and, and today for those of you who are watching, maybe you felt like you've been running for God, running from God for most of your life. All it takes is for us to turn and repent and come back and say, God, what you want is what I'm gonna do. That's the moment that we see Naomi at here. We continue reading the story in verse 14. It says, again, they wept together. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. See, both Orpah and Ruth loved Naomi greatly. They, they were both anxious about the future, but they both had a great love for their mother-in-law. But it came down to a choice. Orpah chose to stay in Moab. Ruth clung to Naomi. There comes a place in our following God where it comes down to doing, where it comes down to, to action, moving behind what we say and what we believe. Ruth and Orpah, they both felt the same feelings. They both loved Naomi greatly, but Ruth did differently than Orpah. Orpah went back to what was comfortable and safe. Ruth clung to Naomi, having no idea of what was ahead, but that she wanted to continue to follow Naomi. See, for us, some of us are content with our Christian feelings. We love feeling a love for God. We love feeling a love for the Bible, for his people. But a lot of us, it never moves to action. See, our life with God should make others want to follow God just by looking at our lives. Others should look at our lives and say, I want to follow God because of the way that they do. See, there is something special about Naomi that Ruth couldn't let go of, so she clung to her. And as a result of, of, of that, we continue to read the passage here, and we see the result of this. It says, look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back, for wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. Naomi did what she could to discourage Ruth from coming back with her. And see, it wasn't that Naomi didn't want Ruth to come. Again, she would be alone if Ruth didn't for a very long, hard journey ahead. But see, she didn't want a fair-weather follower. She didn't want Ruth to say she was in, and then a little bit into the journey, Ruth go, you know what, this is kind of difficult. I'm going to run back. Again, which is how a lot of us sometimes follow God. We say we want God. We say we want to follow him. We say we want to do the right thing. And then we begin to get to the point where we realize there's a cost to this. And we turn around and we come back. And we kind of go to where it's safe. Uh, we, we play the church game. We play the God game. But we don't completely give ourselves to God. But see, Ruth's commitment didn't just end with her following Naomi home. See, she says something that's incredible and astounding. She says, your God will be my God. See, this was more than just a change of address. 
Ruth was willing to forsake the gods that she grew up knowing, the culture that she grew up in for the sake of following Naomi and her God. She's going to embrace the God of Israel, Yahweh. And the crazy thing about this is, this meant that Naomi's relationship with God made an impact on Ruth. And it's even crazier because think about this. Naomi moves to another land, her husband dies, and then her two sons die. Any of us would say that, that that's incredibly difficult. That, that, to imagine that life, it could be one, we would say is one of the hardest lives that you could probably live to have that kind of loss and suffering. Yet, Naomi lived her life in a way where Ruth said, I'm going to cling to you and your God is going to be my God. Why is that? See, despite all of the things that Naomi went through, I have to imagine Naomi clung to God first. And, and in clinging to God, I'm sure she had hope and peace and all of the things that we see that God brings to us through these moments. And Ruth wanted that for herself. Even though it meant following her to another land and changing everything about her life, she knew that she wanted that relationship with God. Again, people should be able to look at your life and say, I want your God to be my God. And can I say your trust in God and turning towards him in the tough times is often the greatest mark that people see. When life is good, anyone can follow God. When life gets hard, where do we turn? What do we look to? We close out Ruth 1 by reading this. It says, So the two of them continued on their journey. When they came to Bethlehem, the entire town was excited by their arrival. Is it really Naomi? The woman asked. Don't call me Naomi, she responded. Instead, call me Mara. For the Lord has made life very bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has caused me to suffer? And the Almighty has sent such tragedy upon me. Again, it's a long walk from Moab to Bethlehem, mostly uphill. It's a very difficult journey. And then we get, she gets home and people are excited to see her. And Naomi begins to talk about some of the things that have happened since she left. The name Naomi means pleasant. And so she wants to change her name to Mara, which means bitter. See, Naomi tells the people of Israel that her time away has not been pleasant. It's been bitter. And Naomi was real. She didn't hide her struggle. She didn't hide the pain that she was experiencing. Uh, she wasn't going home and then pretending like everything was fine. But here's something important. See, in the midst of all of the bitter circumstances around her, Naomi never got bitter towards God. Naomi's love for God never wavered, which is incredible. In our last series, we talked a little bit about anger and bitterness. And the truth is for us, a lot of the times when life gets bad, the first thing that we do is we get bitter towards God. See, Naomi realized life was bitter for her. 
but she also understood that part of it was her own choices and decisions that had gotten her where she was. She was, again, humble. She looked at herself and she evaluated her own life instead of blaming God for everything. Naomi came back repentant and honest. And it would have been easy for Naomi to focus on what she had lost. Again, the cost was great. But see all of the good that happens from here on out in the rest of the book of Ruth is because of Naomi's godly repentance and honesty. And not only will it make a difference in her life, but it also makes a difference in the life of her daughter-in-law, Ruth, which we're about to read. But it doesn't just stop there. Naomi's repentance and turning back to God also has a significant impact on the nation of Israel and on me and you. The descendant David, who's part of the lineage of Jesus, comes from Naomi and Ruth. Her honesty, her humility, her repentance bring her back towards God and allow God to work through her life. So what does this mean for us today? The first thing that I'll challenge you to do is this. Cling to what is right, not to what looks right to others. See, the thing for Ruth to do when her husband died was to go home to her own family and to look for a new husband. Ruth should have gone home and should have abandoned Naomi and should have worried about herself. And Naomi even pushes her to do that. And Ruth's sister-in-law, Orpah, followed that advice. But Ruth chose to do what was right. Ruth clung to Naomi. And Ruth came to know God. Ruth could have allowed her questions and her doubt to influence her. But instead, her heart came to grips with what she believed. She felt a deep connect conviction that she needed to stay with Naomi, and she did it. She followed it. Strong convictions precede right actions. When we know something is right, we need to follow through and we need to stand by our convictions. I would say to those of you who do follow Jesus watching this today, what are your convictions? Do you have any about being passionate about following Jesus and the gospel in your life? And if not, reevaluate your relationship with Jesus. Knowing him should, should move us to conviction and then it should move us to action. The second thing we see in this story is we need to cling to integrity. It gains us influence with others. See, when Ruth made her decision, she stood out from the lives of others. She impressed the people of the entire town. Why? She stayed with her mother-in-law when she should have gone home and stayed with her people and gone to her family and started over again. By clinging to Naomi, she had no idea of what the future was gonna hold. But by doing what she knew was right, Ruth went from being a foreigner to someone who was respected and honored in a new land. See, when you do what is right, your leadership potential increases. Leadership is influence. And when you do what is right, you gain influence. For those of you right now who think you need to cut quarter, cut corners, and, and just to kind of be, be shady in the way that you do business and do things to try and move up, 
At some point, it's going to come out. It's about obedience. It's about integrity. And that may not be the fastest way to the top, but when you get there, you'll stay there. Anything that increases your influence and favors favor with others makes it easier to lead. God took a hopeless situation and he turns it to lead towards the redemption of his people. Ruth was committed to following the Lord and staying with Naomi for the rest of her life. And she had nothing to gain in this commitment. In fact, it could have led to her just being with Naomi for the rest of her life. There was, there was no guarantee that anything good was going to come out of this commitment. Even the long journey home, who knows what could have happened with that. But she was willing to sacrifice the potential of having a family and having security and having happiness in everything that the world says brings happiness for the sake of following God. This is true faith. Today, how does your faith compare with Ruth's? Do you only follow God to a certain point? Do you care more about the things that the world say make you happy than the things we read in scripture that bring us happiness? What have you sacrificed for the sake of following God? If it's nothing, you may not be following God like you think you are. And what are you still holding on to that is preventing deeper relationship with Jesus? See, faith is a constant journey of letting go, letting go, letting go, so that I can have more of Jesus. And can I say, when you let go, you're really not losing anything because you gain so much more and a better understanding and relationship with the God who changes everything. The last thing I'll encourage you to do today is this, it's to cling to humility. Naomi and Ruth were both so humble. Their love for each other was great. And can I say when God grants you favor as a leader and, and maybe you, you receive influence, don't let it get to your head. Realize that, that it's a gift from God. It's, it's not earned. You didn't, it's a gift. Be humble. God's working through your life. Be thankful for that. Keep working. Keep being faithful. When no one may be watching or seeing, continue to be faithful. God wants his people to be recognized by the way that we love each other, not by the platforms that we gain. Don't forget that. As you get more influence, stay humble, serve, and love people well still. Today's be close. For those of you watching who may not know God, uh, today I want to encourage you again with this. Maybe some of you have been wandering like we saw Naomi at the beginning of the story. Wandering from God to try and find the easy road in life. To try and find the things to appease us and to make us happy instantly. And maybe you found that that doesn't work. And I'm excited for the next three weeks as we continue through this story. We're going to read how God redeems so much of what Naomi went through. But it started with repentance of her turning back to God and saying, God, I made mistakes. I ran from you. I need you. Today, if that's you, there's a link in all of our platforms. We encourage you to click that. Let us know that you made the decision. There's a form to fill out. We would love to walk you through the decision that you're making. But we believe. The gospel changes everything for us. Our lives then belong to God. 
and he leads us and he guides us. For those of you watching who do follow Jesus today, just some encouragements. On Mother's Day, uh, I just encourage you to, to think this through. Who are some of the people that you have looked to to guide your walk with Christ? Like Ruth, she looked to Naomi. Uh, who has been a Naomi in your life? Right now, I encourage you, honor them, thank them, send them a text, send them a note, maybe give them a call. Just thank them that they were someone who, who showed who Jesus was well for you, that you could look to them and see who Jesus was in the way that they lived their life. And today, I would encourage you with this. If I say, who is someone that you look to to help you grow? and to mentor you and, and to show you more of who Jesus is and, and you don't have anyone, find someone. You need it to help you grow, to help you learn, to help you walk through some of the, the challenges that life throws at us. Again, Ruth loses her husband, but she has Naomi to look to who had already lost hers and lost the son and was able to walk her through that process. Life throws difficult things at us sometimes. Have people who can help you through them and walk you through how to process it. For the parents watching, what might it look like for you to process with your kids and your loved ones the hard, one, the hard times that you're going through? I know sometimes we need to think we need to, to shelter and protect our kids from the things that life brings, but what if the, the hardships that you experience through life as a, as a parent, as, as a person, what if you modeled it and you expressed it to your kids? You showed them how to process grief, how to deal with difficult moments, how to, how to wrestle with believing God through the hardships that life has, and to show them how to live for Jesus still. Be vulnerable through it. Be honest with them. Walk them through it. Teach them how to follow Jesus. Again, Ruth clings to Naomi and says, Your God will be my God because of the way that Naomi lived her life. Parents, what an incredible challenge to you today. And I'll close again with this question. In what ways this week can you grow in integrity and humility and repentance? Again, people are watching. The way we live our lives, especially in the low moments, matters so much. The way we treat people in those moments matters. Naomi, though life was challenging and difficult, lived in a way that Ruth knew she had to follow her. Would we live our lives the same way? Would people come to know Jesus because of our consistency and our faith? through every season of life. Let's close in prayer today. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus to come and die for us. God, that we could just have hope and life in you. God, today I just pray over every person watching. God, would you just send someone to their life that they can look to, who just models what, what living a life and following you looks like. And then God, for those watching, may we be that for someone else too. Would we uh, be, be diligent in just modeling who you are to the people around us? God, give us strength to do that. Would people come to know you because of our consistency in the way that we live our life for you? In your name I pray, amen.
Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.